learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to season three of She Leads podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Lakeisha Dixon. Certified professional life coach, author, corporate speaker, and breakthrough strategist, Lakeisha specializes in coaching marketplace and entrepreneurs on how to break through life's barriers professionally, personally, spiritually, and financially. She's an energetic speaker who is able to captivate her audience's attention immediately while identifying and activating their hidden potential. Lakeisha has been featured on radio, TV, magazines, and she even impacts people's lives globally on the internet with her workshops on victorious living, purpose, overcoming obstacles, branding 101, dismantling the chokehold of fear, and using what's in your hands to profit. Lakeisha is a proud graduate of the Fishers of Men Missionary Development Institute with an ordination to the Gospel Ministry and World Coach Institute with a certification in life, profession, and relationship coaching. She travels nationally and internationally, showing leaders how to go from good to exceptionally outstanding. She has a yoke-destroying anointing that has been birthed through intense adversity in her own life. Lakeisha is a mighty woman of intercessor prayer who is able to accurately hear the voice of God and strategically stand and proxy for others. She believes that everyone should open their mouths and declare something great every day. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Lakeisha Dixon. Okay, so Lakeisha, I read your bio and I love your passion and commitment to helping individuals break through life's barriers professionally, personally, spiritually, and financially. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, so Lakeisha, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to be a guest on She Leads podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. Awesome. I'm glad you're excited. So now let's talk about leadership. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Lakeisha? I will agree. I will agree, yes. And why do you feel this way? I feel that everyone is a leader in their own way because when we talk about the way God has created us, we are fashioned and created in his image and his likeness. And God himself was a leader. And so if he was a leader, of course, we are leaders. A lot of times we don't tap into it because we feel like our leadership doesn't look like someone else's leadership. You know, someone may be leading a team of a million people and you're leading a team of 10. And so you don't feel like you're as 
valuable as the person leading a million because you're leading a, te- a team of 10. And so what all depends on what stages and levels we are on would determine how our leadership styles would be. But yes, we all have some form of leadership capabilities in us. Okay, thanks for that. And I totally agree. And I like what you said as far as we don't tap into it at times because it doesn't look like, I guess, what another person's looks like to us or what we in our head think a leader should be and realizing, not realizing that we are bypassing or overlooking the leadership qualities that we do have. Absolutely. Yes, thanks for that. Well, can you share with us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? Great question. I will have to say I have always been a sort of a bossy leader. <laughs> and I feel like you have to know who you are so you can make the necessary changes. But I was always told in school that I was always the person telling people what to do. But I realized that wasn't a form of leadership. That just was a form of aggressiveness <laughs> that I had or one of my personality traits. But I would have to say I began to realize that I was a leader like in fifth grade. I begin to begin to have a passion for other people. And so that childhood bossiness of me always telling people what to do, hey, sit down, we're going to play church or come over here, we're going to play hide and seek. I realized that began to change around fifth grade because around fifth grade, I used to love helping. I started to love wanting to help people, wanting to see people excel in classroom performances. And so I realized in fifth grade that bossiness began to turn into a leadership style. And because I was very clear always about what I wanted to do. And so about that time in fifth grade, I had a teacher named Miss Haynes. And she began to tell me, you know, you love to talk. So since you love to talk, I'm going to place you over here in this assignment. And she used to begin to give me small tasks. And I began to excel in those tasks. And so she would make me the lead of the line and just different assignments that she would give me that I would excel in those things. And I realized at that moment that I was born to lead and not leading from a place of bossiness, but leading from a place of compassion, passion, and being happy and joyful about the different assignments that people would give me. And so as I began to become an adult, I realized that I was much more of a leadership, a leadership that had a leadership style with influence because I would do things and people would ask me, how did you do those things? And I was able to give them strategies on how to follow a system or something that I was doing and be successful. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that story. And I can definitely relate to the initially being bossy because that was me in the past. I love how you talked about how your bossiness turned from a love to help people because successful leaders do. We serve and we help people. And that's really the epitome of leadership, I feel. And I also love how you said you love to talk, but then your teacher embraced it. Because I remember as a child getting in trouble for talking all the time when, you know, that was my leadership coming out. But, you know, depending on who you're around, it could be embraced or it could be smothered. So kudos to your teacher for embracing that. That's awesome. Uh Okay. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Lakeisha, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? My code of leadership is honor. 
I believe that you must honor, and another quote, if I had to add to that, honor is serve. I believe that a lot of people want to be leaders, but they do not want to serve, and they despise honor. To me, those two characteristics make great leaders. When you're able to not only be a leader, but serve other leaders. And not only are you able to be a great leader, but you're able to serve other leaders, and you're able to honor other leaders and other individuals. I think I've been very successful as a life coach because I know how to serve and I know how to honor. And I feel like if one wants to be a maximized leader, a leader that God loves, I believe honor and serving are just two great components. And when I see leaders that does not honor and does not serve, I question their leadership ability. Okay, thanks for that. Now, I've heard serve, but I want to say this is the first time I've heard honor. So can you paint a picture for us of what that looks like or the characteristics of someone or a leader that honors others and other leaders? Yes, honor to me gives you access, right? It's a big honor and respect is two different things. You can respect me because everybody must just go by that code of respect. But honoring is a different thing. See, respect is, hey, Lakeisha, how you doing? You know, and we're casually walking. And, and you know that you have been helping that individual. But honor is when you say, you know what? I have been watching Miss Walker. And Miss Walker, I just want to just tell you how an amazing job you're doing. You are worthy of the honor today. You are worthy to be approved on today and validated because I have been watching you. I've been following you. you have, you've been doing such a great job. See, a lot of people don't want to give other people accolades. Mm, yes. A lot of people don't want to validate someone in their gift. Yes. Because if we validate someone in their gift, then what we're doing is minimizing who we are. Mm-hmm. But there's enough food and crumbs at the table for everybody to eat. Yes. And I feel once you have mastered the gift of honoring, in return, God will not only honor you, but he will send other people to honor you. Honoring is a code. I, I believe, and, and, and I'm, go- I'm going to say this very boldly, I believe the sum total of my life of favor is because of honor. Mm, I love it. It's because I've honored those who didn't even have two cents to rub together. I honor those leaders of students that I have graduated who I see doing a phenomenal job. I go back and honor them and refer people to them. So honor is not only am I proud of you, but I'm going to show you that I'm proud of you. And it's not going to take anything away from me. Yes. Okay. Thanks for making that clear. Yes. And I do agree with you that some people do unfortunately have a problem with that and feel like it's taking away from them when it actually makes you so much better because to be able to give that power and empower people in that way shows that you are empowered yourself because that's the only way that you could actually be able to do that. So that is an awesome code of leadership. Yes. Thanks for that. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. But Lakeisha, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? And I like to consider failure is opportunities for growth, right? Yes. And so failure, which is what I call opportunities for growth, is necessary, right? It's necessary. I feel like if there was no setbacks, failures, opportunities for growth for us in life, 
would we actually grow or try even harder? If we had never failed at a thing, would we be lacking complacency? Would we be all right with average? Will we be all right with not trying and not pushing? Failure allows you to get back in the ring and fight harder, train harder, prepare more. See, when I look at a boxing, if I was to relate this to a boxing match, I can see if Mike Tyson was getting ready to fight. I forgot whoever he, who took him out. But I can imagine if he lose a fight, the preparation piece, the studying piece, See, every time someone loses a game, even with football, they go back with their coaches and their coaches rerun, hey, these are the areas of weakness we had. These are the opportunities for growth for us. I feel like if you don't fail, you would never know that there's another second wind in you that can push harder, that can do more. So failure forces us to do more. Failure forces us to prepare more. Failure forces us to fight more. Failure is strengthening your faith muscles. Because if we got everything right on the first try, where would our faith be? Yes, I love it. I love it. And I love a few things that you said. One is without failure, we would be all right with average. And I love that, right? Because we don't want to be okay with average. So we do need to fail so that we know that there is a higher bar and a higher level to attain. And then I like how you said failure gives us our second win, you know, to keep Mm -hmm. going and keep pushing and and see um, what we're made of. So mm-hmm. thanks Absolutely. That. Yes. So Lakeisha, Absolutely. can you share one time you failed as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? Yes. Wow. So let's have a, a, <laughs> a many of them. But one of the things that I will say that I failed as a leader one particular time was when I felt like I should have been in that position. And there was a situation where I was thrown into a leadership position to be over an organization of about 500, 600 women. But because I felt inferior and inadequate, I didn't do enough to lead that organization properly. And so what ended up happening is the leader over that organization had to come to me and say, what is going on with you? Because I know that you can do it. How is it you have been doing everything else so strongly, so strategically? Now, when I give you a bigger project, you fall back. And so I felt in that particular situation, I had failed as a leader because I was so busy looking at my own strength and not looking at what I knew was already on the inside of me. So sometimes as a leader, you can be this strong leader, but when you're thrown in a different situation that doesn't look like what you're used to, you can draw back and feel inferior. You can draw back and feel inadequate. And that, to me, it can be failure because you don't show up like you would have showed up with the rest of the projects. But one thing I love about this particular lesson that I failed in, the leader spoke to the leader that was in me. And I was able to excel. Why? Because she began to give me lessons and began to show me that it was already in me. And so that was a great learning lesson for me because I felt like I had failed. But that leader came back and validated who I was and why she knew that I can do it. 
Okay, thanks for that. I love that story. And I do agree that sometimes we can get overwhelmed and feel like we're in over our heads and feel inferior. But thank God for people that see stuff in us that we don't see in ourselves, you know, that can push us and, and kind of snap us out of it and wake us up and let us know that we can, you know, and give us the inspiration that we need to keep going. So thanks for that. Absolutely. Okay, so Lakeisha, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem, and why? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say I think it's easy to be a female leader in entrepreneurship. And I say that because the most difficult thing of being a leader in female entrepreneurship is you comparing yourself to somebody else. Mm. That's when it gets difficult. But when you understand the gift that God has given you and placed on the inside of you, it's easy to do what he called you to do. It's easy for you to lead with compassion, with empathy. It's easy for you to serve. It's easy for you to help strategize and speak to your team in a way that encourage them and not tear them down. It's easy to do that when you tap into your innate power. It only becomes difficult when you begin the comparison, when you begin to say, I'm not as good as Jessica, when you begin to say, well, how come my project is not as big as Brandy? It's only difficult when you get on that train of comparison. And when you get on that train of comparison, guess what it does for you? It causes you to look at yourself less than. It causes you to pick yourself to pieces. It caused you to be stressed out. It caused you to be frustrated because you are creating analogies or illusions in your head that you were not supposed to take on in the first place. The only thing you were supposed to do is use the innate power and the things that God has placed on the inside of you and your gift will make room for you. But instead of using your gift, you got upset because somebody else's gift you thought was better than yours. And that's when it becomes difficult. I always tell women, stay in the vein that God has called you. Because when you do that, not only will you begin to grow, not only will you begin to gain more increase of knowledge and wisdom, not only will you begin to expand, but you'll begin to learn more things about yourself and you'll be able to receive correction because you understand that God has placed you here. But when you start looking to the left and the right and you start the comparison, then you start looking at yourself like you're less than and you don't belong. And that's when it becomes difficult. Okay, thanks for that. I actually like that viewpoint because that is when you feel like it's harder or what have you when you're comparing your load to the load of others when at the end of the day, your load is your load and their load is theirs. So thanks for that. I like that. I might have to adopt that for myself. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. It allows you information. Information is the thing that helps us grow. Yes, exactly. Okay. So productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Lakeisha, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Yes. I tell my time where to go. Mm. I tell my time where to go. I feel as an entrepreneur, you need to have a schedule every single day. You cannot wake up willy-nilly and don't know, like, okay, what I'm going to do today. The moment you wake up, you should have a schedule of what's getting ready to happen. 
always tell my students and my clients, schedule your pleasures because your pain will schedule itself. Hmm. We have to make sure that as for productivity, you have a schedule. So every day before I go to sleep, at night, I look at the next day. I look at, okay, what we have going on. This is what we got to do. So when I wake up, I'm not waking up. Oh, my God. Um, I think I'm going to go to the grocery store. I think I'm going to go to the post office. I think I have four clients today. No. We know exactly what we're doing. We have everybody in selective time slots. And so the time slot, I don't have anything available. I tell that time what to do. Okay, well, Lakeisha, guess what? You got 30 minutes here. What are you going to do? Are you going to do admin? Are you going to do uh, callbacks? Are you going to run to the post office? And so I realized that people don't tell their time what to do. And when we don't tell our time what to do, we waste time. When you don't tell your time what to do, you lose time. When you don't tell your time what to do, you end up eating up time that you could have been productive. And so I feel every woman, every man, entrepreneur need to have a schedule. They need to know what they they look like before they go to sleep at night. They need to know exactly what's going to happen when they get up. Because when they do that, they are more productive. And when they fill in all those time slots, if you're working a nine to five, okay, nine to five, you know you at work. But you have to ask yourself, what can I do on my lunch break that can be successful towards my side business? What can I do on my breaks that can um, increase my not only gratitude, but can increase my level of wisdom and knowledge? Can I read a book? And so we have to get in the process of telling our time what to do. Because I believe when we talk about time management, it's easy to say, okay, I'm going to manage time. But if the truth be told for entrepreneurs, we may not do the same exact thing for the same amount of time every day. And so I realize entrepreneurs need to tell their time where to go. And when they tell their time where to go in advance, they are more productive, they work smarter and not harder, and they can maximize the day because the time that they have left, they can add more things of value to those opportunities. Okay. I love that. I like that. And I never heard of that. Tell your time where to go. I like that, right? Because we we are the authority over our time. So mm-hmm. we can tell it where to go. I like that. And that'll help us to maximize our time. Thanks for that. All right. So Lakeisha, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? An experience that blessed my leadership, I would have to say when you a leader and you're not too proud to beg or ask for help. I feel like that's where my leadership capability was blessed. I would never forget that I wanted more opportunities. I was probably my second, third year business. I wanted more opportunities. I wanted more speaking engagements. I wanted more exposure. And I remember I put up a post that was asking different churches, different organizations, different corporate companies, people who work for these companies, hey, do your corporate corporation need a trainer? Hey, do your church need a speaker? And I began to get a influx, overwhelming amount of inboxes where people say, hey, I can recommend your name at my job for this training position, or, hey, my church needs you as a speaker. And I begin to see something about leadership. And leadership is not all about you always being so proudful because you're a leader that you can't ask for help. 
You can't ask for opportunities. You can't look for experiences. You can't yield yourself to your team. You can't yield yourself to somebody else. And that blessed my business. Because I act for business, I end up getting into a billion-dollar uh, government federal agency, and they paid me great, great, great money to come in and train. You know why? Because as a leader, I was able to submit to someone that I have worked with, that I have led. I was able to submit to her while she worked out an opportunity for me. And so that blesses my business when I understand that as a leader, I can't be too proudful. If I need help, I got to ask. If I need a different experience, I got to ask. Because you never know those who watch you and who love to follow you. You never know among those who is in that group or that sheep that you are leading who has opportunities, resources, money and the experiences to take your brand and to take your life to another level. And they would do it cheerfully. Why? Because they have seen you serve, honor, and do things with compassion. So yeah, I would have to say, if you're going to be a leader, don't be too proud to ask for help and don't be too proud to petition help. Mm, I like that. I like that. Thanks for that. Yes. What do they say? We have not because we ask not, right? Absolutely. Open our mouths. You're speaking to me. Yes, I'll take it. Okay. My God, that that (laughs) ignited me because I feel as leaders, sometimes we get ahead of ourselves. You know, like, well, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. Well, yes, you a leader. But again, like I said previously, a leader must also be able to serve. A leader must also be able to ask for help. Yes. And when you do it in decency and order, you will still maintain your integrity. You will still maintain your position. And you will still maintain your quote-unquote power in leadership. And when I say power, not aggressive power, but power as an influence and ability and energy. Yes, I totally agree. And it reminds me just of humility and being humble, you know, and understanding that you don't have all the answers, you don't have all the resources, you know, so to acquire those, you know, you have to be transparent about your situation and, you know, and allow those who do have what you may need uh, the opportunity to help you and push you along the way. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Thanks for that. Okay. So Lakeisha, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? One of my best, one of the best piece of advice that I received as a leader is you are responsible for the trajectory of your life. Mm -hmm. You are responsible. And that's the one. That's the first one. You are responsible for the trajectory of your life. And number two is schedule your pleasures because your pain will schedule itself. Those have those have been two very important lessons that was told to me that I keep sacred, right? Because I understand that I cannot, you got to go beyond blaming other people. If you fail, how long are you going to blame other people? You've been blaming other people for all your life and it has not got you anywhere. But in the blame game, you are no longer a victim. I learned that you got to rise up in your life. You have to rise up in your career and take responsibility for who you are. 
what you do and the problems you solve. That is your responsibility. And schedule your pleasures because pain is not going to come today and say, you know what, I'm going to show up at your door at 9 o'clock in the morning on Monday. It's not going to do that. And I realize that as a leader, if you schedule enough pleasures, when pain does show up, when disappointment does show up, you have so much pleasure scheduled on the books that it's not going to tear you into pieces. It's not going to have you off track for a whole year. It's not going to beat you down for six months and have you in depression. And so those are tools and things that we need to understand. you got to have that quote or that lesson that someone has told you that can take you to the next level. So those would be my two. You are responsible for the trajectory of your life and schedule your pleasures because your pain will definitely schedule itself. Okay. Thanks for that. And I love that. And you said that before, schedule your pleasures because your pain will schedule itself. And I like how you said, because if you have enough pleasures scheduled, when some pain comes along, you can think of, well, I got all of this good stuff coming. So I could take this bad, you know, it it lessens the blow of the bad because it's going to always be bad. You know, it's going to always be bad, but we have to look to the good, you know, to kind of get through that bad. So thank you for that. That was really awesome. You welcome. You welcome, of course. Yes. Because as business owners, we're going to experience certain things in life. As business owners, you know, we're going to, things going to be difficult sometimes. Things going to be very good and very high sometimes. Sometimes things will be very low. You know, we go through all the emotions. A business owner can go through spring, winter, summer, and fall in one month. Okay, (laughs) And so we have to be able to overcome obstacles and not every obstacle that comes your way, you are down in the dumps. You have to have a steadfastness so that you can get up and be able to overcome quickly and not stay down. Because when you stay down, the enemy will make sure you stay there because he don't want you to have no business anyway. Yes. Thank you for that. Okay, so you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? (laughs) I feel amazing. I feel amazing. I feel like this is a topic that so many people need to know. I feel like even at the finish line, there will be another starting point because at every finish line, there's another starting point. And so I feel like that's the cycle of life. We We will start, we will finish. We would get a break and God will have us to back on another finish line. We will finish. We would get a break. That's going to be the cycle of life. But while you're running, while you're walking, while you're enduring, there are different nuggets that he's teaching you along the way. There are different stops that you will make along the way. There are times where he he will refresh you and replenish you along the way. There are times where you are going to be forced to use your faith muscles along the way. And so on the track, on this process of life, you will learn that life is your best teacher. And if you keep on going and never give up, we will all get to the finish line. I love it. Thank you. Well, thank you again, Lakeisha, for being our guest on She Leads podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and or ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? 
Yes, 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 yes. I would like to introduce your audience to my website, LakeishaDixon.com. There you will find a lot of great tools. I have a free book for everyone. If you go there now, you can get you your free copy of Who Am I? Three Steps to Overcoming Identity Crisis. I am Lakeisha Dixon, a breakthrough strategist, so I am a certified life coach and a certified life coach trainer. I actually coach coaches and train coaches to be certified life coaches. And I also take on coaching clients. And so if you're dealing with anything emotionally, mentally, spiritually, professionally, or financially that you need help with, I am that coach that you need to see. I'm also an author, Sexual Purity Exposed, and that is a book for those dealing with all things sexual. I also have four other books that's out, Incorruptible, Your Words Have Power, Victorious State of Mind, and Who Am I? Three Steps Over the Upcoming Identity Crisis. So you can find me at www.lakeisha.com or IG on The Breakthrough Strategist. Okay. All right. Well, Lakeisha, we appreciate your insight today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. I really enjoyed this interview with Lakeisha, and I hope you did as well. I agree with Lakeisha's notion of telling her time where to go. We have to be intentional with our time and take authority over it if we want to maximize our efforts. Scheduling is often underrated yet imperative for productivity. As Lakeisha stated, schedule your pleasure because your pain will schedule itself. Taking the time to think about the important tasks we need to complete and carving out time to complete them is the foundation for taking the actions required to produce the results desired. I admire Lakeisha's decision to be an honorable leader. Honorable leaders are concerned with their character. They choose to act justly, respect people, and earn respect as a result. According to Lakeisha, when you honor your people, you go above and beyond to let them know they are worthy and appreciated. Successful leaders show honor. How are you treating the people around you? A quote by Robin Sharma reads, without integrity and honor, having everything means nothing. I can relate to Lakeisha's experience of not feeling adequate to lead as I have also felt this way at times. When placed in new and challenging roles, it can be easy to shrink for fear of failure and not realize that shrinking causes failure. It's so important to be bold and have confidence, even when you don't know how a situation will turn out. We have to dig deep within ourselves and rely on our innate abilities to excel, realizing we already have all we need to succeed within us. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Lakeisha suggested that we ask for help when needed. This can be easier said than done, as some people view needing help as a weakness. Allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and admit that we need help is actually a sign of strength because we don't know it all. 
or have all the means to get where we need to go. Two of my favorite sayings are, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. And we have not because we ask not. My takeaway for this week is to speak up and ask for the help that I need when I need it. I will put my pride to the side and make my life easier by seeking the assistance needed to continue to be a successful leader. A quote by an unknown author reads, sometimes asking for help is the most meaningful example of self-reliance. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. Are you struggling with your leadership effectiveness personally or professionally? Can you use some help in attaining the goals you have set for yourself, your team, or your company? Do you know what it takes to hit the mark but need some accountability to get there? My leadership challenge for you is to get out of your own way and reach out to Nicole Walker Network today. Nicole Walker Network is here to help you be the successful person you know you are. Email Nicole Walker Network at info at NicoleWalker.net to set up your personal consultation and continue on your path to greatness. You are already a great person. With Nicole Walker Network, you can become even better. Follow us on Facebook at She Leads Podcast and Nicole Walker Network. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nicole underscore Walker underscore Network. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this episode of She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment with Lakeisha Dixon. And check out the She Leads Podcast discussion group on Facebook and LinkedIn to see what the hot topics are for this week and let us know your views. Thanks. And until next time, be empowered and empower on.